And we are coming down in three, two, one. Welcome to Getting Sports with the Drunk. I am not the hostess, Cupcake the Riddler. Uh, I am the Red Baron. Radical Red Baron, might I add. There you go. I, I, I am. And I'm joined by... The Master Chris Massey. That's right. The Mass and Red Baron flying again. Um, perhaps I love these shows. Yeah, me too. Perhaps we'll be joined by Mock and Riddler later. Perhaps, you know, to be determined. Perhaps just flying solo. We do yeah. good. Yeah, we do. Uh, how are you? I'm doing all right. It was a fun night last night that we had. Yes, and we're going to you know, dive into all the, the, the fun details of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, drinking anything tonight? Uh, two juice, or I'm sorry, uh, what am I drinking? Super Duper's Double Citra. Oh, there you go. Uh, a favorite of, of the souls. Yeah, got me onto that. I am actually having, um, so I got these beers for free. Ha <laughs> ha, no surprise. Uh, have you ever seen the commercials for the Bud Light Next? Yes. So, in my head, like, oh, you know, the the low-calorie version of beers, like, a lot of times they taste the same. Like, it's, oh, you can't even tell the difference. Right. This has a distinct different taste. And we'll, I'll, we'll it, do, like... Is it good or is it bad? It's not bad. It's weird. And we'll get into, to, like, when we do beer reviews later, more detail. But I know I, it, it tastes different enough to, like, huh. Is this Bud Light? It's it's weird. Interesting. Okay. So I had one before you got on the air, and I'm gonna. Of course you did. <laughs> well, it's a warm up. I get here a few minutes early, setting things up. Like, well, what, what am I gonna wait? You know. Pre-gaming for the show. I exactly. Like it. Um. Any toast of excellence? Um. You know, it's it's not really a toast of excellence. It's more something that happened this week that I thought was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Have you been? keeping up on this whole theory that Brady was away from training camp because he was on the mass singer. Yeah. So you had sent that in the group chat and so it's, it's hysterical because everybody was talking about it. Nobody knew except for the bucks where he was. And when I was watching the Rams on uh, Friday, um, the COO for the Rams, Kevin Demoff came on the air with, Andrew Siciliano and Mina Kimes, and they were joking back and forth. And like, you know, what's going on? Do you are you paying attention to this Tom Brady singer and whatever? And he's like, yeah, you know, I spent a whole bunch of time on Reddit, so I've seen that all over the place. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ, you know, it's bad when the COOs of football teams are following the NFL Reddit. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, the whole thing. So, so weird. not a test of excellence, but something I thought yeah, was pretty funny. Just, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um. I'm trying to think if I had one. We're in that weird time of year where a lot of stuff is happening. and But nothing of it is important. Right. And I've tried to keep track of like, oh, that's that's a cool moment or whatever. But, um, yeah. you know, it's just it's it's tough. So I don't really have a, a toast of excellence per se. I mean, I guess I could do a, a Homer one for uh, uh, Mark Tanna of the Mets hitting two home runs versus the Philadelphia uh, yesterday to – 
to come back, come back late yeah. in the game. So good for him. Uh, you could also toast Brett Batty. Yeah, yeah, that's true. He's had, you know, came up and is pretty much making immediate impact for the for the Mets. So that's cool. Two run home run in his first at bat. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I wish I saw it live. Uh, I, I I had like turned on the game shortly afterwards to to find that out. So it was yeah. one of those moments. Oh, it would have been cool to see live, but yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, it is what it is, right? But yeah, yeah. Well, listen, crack him, crack him, and we'll get into uh, All right. get into the, the 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 fun stuff. Let's dig into it. So, over the week, fun stuff that's happened. Uh, LeBron James signed a two-year extension. Ooh. So, well, it means that the Lakers now have a couple years of commitment for him, so they'll actually spend some resources, which right. probably means bye-bye rusts. Yeah, I think so. Um, and he has a player option for 2024-25, um, which if the Lakers are able to get Bronny, I think he's going to exercise. Um. Let's see what now, else. Upon happened. upon completion of that, how old will he be? So, if he finishes the twenty twenty five season, LeBron James is currently thirty seven and is twenty two, so he'll be forty years old. No, he'll be forty one. So, I mean, it's uncommon, but not out of the question. There's been players who played very late. Yeah. And you know, at you know, knock on whatever. And are you gonna fucking say no to LeBron James? It, it, He's exactly. still better than. Exactly, and still playing at a very high level. Uh, I even saw. Was he doing some exhibition recently? Uh, I saw him. I, I thought it was recently. He was playing against just some some random people. Yeah, he was yeah. doing something randomly. Um, I don't remember what it was, but I did see something. Yeah, so, some, some guy like you know trying to body up on him and like. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Which is hysterical. Right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to scroll through. Oh, I saw something very funny uh, on the baseball subroad today. So, post-trade, Soto has a 163 on-base percentage or OPS, and Gallo has a 179 OPS since they've been traded, <laughs> which is hysterical. Yeah. The curse. Because if the Yankees weren't already down, might as well keep hammering them. Right. Yankees are playing the Mets uh, today and tomorrow. Yes, they are. I think the Yankees are winning currently. <laughs> are they really? I, I, last time I checked, they were up 2, two nothing uh, on the day of this recording of August 22nd, 2022. It is 2 nothing at the bottom of the fifth. There's still plenty of time for the Yankees relievers to blow it. Yeah, talk about a like a a night and day from the beginning of the season, two halves of the season. I guess what I'm trying to say, like yeah, after the I can feel break. searing eyes from my wife staring at me through the walls. <laughs> well, I guess there's something to be said. I'd rather struggle in August Freak. and then Not you know, staring. and then maybe <laughs> get it together in September, rather than vice versa. Have a hot August and then you know all the yep. cards fall apart in September. So. I think the the Yankees are are good enough that there's there may be, oh, some, be fine. there's a degree of panic because it's 
baseball is like you, you blink your eyes and and the standings shift. You know what I mean? There's 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 so much so much room for error, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, the, I I think fortunately in in their own division they're 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 the king. So I don't, I don't think there's too too much to worry about. It's where where they will see yes. at the end. What is panic mode button that you hit if you're the Yankees? Like, when do you start to panic? Uh, I think you panic. I'm going to see if I can pull up the uh, the standings really quick just to kind of get an idea. Use the good old Espen. They know. Yeah, there you they, go. They, they know some watching stuff. Watching Espen right now. Oh, yeah. What are you watching? Uh, Falcons at Jets preseason. Oh, nice. Kyle Pitts had a pretty nice long bomb thrown to him. I hope he has a a good year. I feel like um, like did well, you have him? No, just in jokes. I feel like last year was kind of mediocre, didn't he? I don't know. Didn't he what have one touchdown in the year? Let's see. I, I... Cal Pitts. Pro Football Reference says last year he only had one TD, but he had a thousand yards. Yeah, and I guess you know the, the, the saying numbers. It's not like it's, a, it's not like it's an awful year, right? That's true. I, and I, you know, we can't let the world of fantasy football dictate how actual football is played. So it just, but in, in my mind, you know, I kind of expected, you know, you know, a, a touchdown every other game, you know, in, in an offense where he's kind of like the the star, if you will. Yep. Um, but just jumping back a second, if I'm the Yankees, I'm I'm currently up eight games on Tampa Bay. I think I panic when if they pull within three is when I panic. Okay. But and how many games are there left? Do you know? Uh, let's see if we can do some quick math, and that's not going to work out. Uh, what's <laughs> seventy four plus forty eight? Hmm. I have a calculator right at my fingertips, but. 122. Mine is how many? 162. 40 games. Yeah. So so uh, it's very feasible for them to pull within three and 40 games. If the trend continues of Yankees not playing fantastic, I that that is a possibility. However, you have to figure, you know, even even if the Yankees, let's say they they end up losing a bunch of their series and Tampa wins more. It's it's not a it's not an easy feat, and let's see who they got. They're gonna play upcoming Oakland and the Angels, so that that could be quick work. Then they have a series with Tampa Bay, which would be exciting. Twins, Tampa again, Boston, Milwaukee, Pittsburgh, Boston, Toronto, Baltimore, Texas. So it's more or less a cakewalk for them to, to close out their year. I think the, the it's qu- a cakewalk for normal people. <laughs> I think the, the question is, can they get out of their own way? And then that's, that's been the biggest question about them forever. So, well, that and hell. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, I think the, the next we'll call it, next two weeks will be very telling. If, we're talking about the same thing in in two weeks' time. Then I think it, it's it's pretty much trouble. It's panic. It's panic mode. Yeah, but we'll see. Um, 
Let's see. We've had a couple of fun preseason games. Uh, yeah, I, I I started to jump in. Uh, both the Pittsburgh games came down basically to the last possession. Yeah, to Kenny Pickett leading a game-winning drive on both yeah. of them. Yeah, right? uh, I think well, I think Rudolph uh, closed the the second game. Did he? I, I'm pretty sure Pickett started and uh, Rudolph closed. But uh, I haven't I haven't watched a lot of preseason. I, I I tend to when I do watch, I'll probably sit through a quarter of whatever game I'm watching just be yeah. uh, for, for really no reason. Uh, just because I, I mean, I'll, I'll watch any football game. You know, you're the same way. You'll, you'll just you know, put on the game. I, eyes glued to the TV. I'm watching the Falcons and Jets and preseason. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right that, yeah, that tells you everything. But I guess in, in a way it's like a, I like almost like tease myself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want, I, I want like that first Sunday of football to be like that much more epic. Yeah, like, I don't want to. And y- you get the Thursday game to start the year. That's fine. I mean, that that's exciting. But to, mm-hmm. to turn on uh, at, at one o'clock or, or twelve thirty, watch the pregame that first Sunday of the regular season. There's just there's not a feeling like it. What is that first game of the season this year? It's the weekend of September. But who plays? Uh, so Rams Buffalo have Thursday game, right? To start Did we have Thursday. I thought we had Sunday night. You know. Let's see. Just when you think we know what we're talking about. We don't. Uh, no, you're right. It is us on Thursday night against the Bills. Which Oh, be, I don't like that. It's always like I get it. You win the Super Bowl, you, you kinda you start the, that the start the season. Like I, I that's kind of a cool thing, but it, it yeah. is odd, like, hey, Thursday night, you get play, ready. <laughs> you played most recently, get ready to start. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. That's that's a more that's an our lifetime trend. I'm pretty sure we we'd have to look it, it up. But I I'm fairly certain in like we'll call it 2000 2001 they started doing that playing that Thursday to open the year. We'd have to fact check that. But is I kind of you think I go back to 2010? What's that? You think I go back to 2010? That'll be far enough. Well, they definitely did Thursday games in 2010, like to start of the year. But do you think it was the Super Bowl winner? Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's see. Who won the Super Bowl in 2009? Um, if Pittsburgh won in 2008, then that would be... Was it the Saints? Saints. I'm pretty sure it's the Saints. Okay, so they started... Uh, let's see, week one. 2009. Man, going back to 2009, it's still the Super Bowl winner. Let's see. If I go to the 2000 NFL week one schedule. 2000 week one. Ah, the Cardinals and the Giants. That's not right. Was it a Thursday game? It was a Sunday game. Aha. So then Let's I... see. Now I'm curious to figure this out. 2001. Falcons at Niners. That was a Patriots win. And that was a Sunday game. Yep. 2002. 
it may have been you remember Pittsburgh won in 2005 and I remember in, in 2006 to start the year I'm pretty sure Pittsburgh played the Dolphins and it was a Thursday night game I'm fairly serious I remember Jerome Bettis actually drove a school bus out onto the field to start the that's very funny it was pretty cool all right so here's something interesting the first Thursday night game to open the season was in 2002 in week one but it was not the Super Bowl champion. Really? It was the Niners and the Giants. That is so weird. All right, so let's see. Let's just, do 2003 schedule. It just seems so arbitrary. Yeah. Kind of, or listeners, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're going on, you're going along with my fucking autistic streak right now. Just trying well, to figure this we, out. We came across something that's kind of an interesting phenomenon, and I want to yeah. know why. 2003. Opened on a Thursday with the Jets and the uh, at the time Redskins, and we know those guys definitely didn't win the Super Bowl. That's for goddamn sure. All right, two thousand four, two thousand four is a Patriots victory against the Eagles, uh, Panthers. Panthers, okay, and Week One. Of 2004 is the first time the Super Bowl champions kicked off the season okay. on a Thursday night. So more or less against the Colts. More or less, it holds true to kind of what we thought early in the 2000s. You know, they started yep. doing Thursday night to start the season, and then at yep. some point they said, "Oh, why not just have the team that won the Super Bowl be that team to play in that game?" Right. Only took them Drive three up years. To... Yeah. To figure it out. Well, that was at the height of Brady and Manning, so yeah, makes sense that they would try and drive that. Hey, come check out the team that. Well, hold on. So, 2003 team. I want to see. So that's actually a rematch of the AFC Championship game. Oh, okay. For the year before, that's interesting. And then, uh. Ah, oh, they fucked it up. What do you mean? Panthers Panthers didn't play the AFC or the NFC champion. Oh. They messed up. <laughs> Tear it up. Oh, Start well. it over. Yep. Fucking ruined it, NFL. Yep. Like you do everything else. All those years. God damn. Um, let's see. And uh this oh. is Good. Go I was going to say this is the this is the first year of the the three game preseason, correct? Last year. Last year was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, you're yep. right. You're right. It was last year, and it was really controversial for some fucking reason. Right. Um, well, it's the, the addition of the seventeenth game, so yeah, you know, equal controversy. <laughs> Which is whatever. The starters don't play anyways. Um, most of them don't. Uh, the Panthers finally realized what we all did all along. That Baker Mayfield was going to start for them week one. I know. Hey, we traded for this guy. And then we'd have this quarterback competition that doesn't matter. I don't get it. And I don't I- think the Panthers do either. And now, I, I 
The one good thing I can say about the Panthers is they're not the Browns. Right. So I guess now, now that we, you know, confirmed what we already knew, what holds for them, like depth chart wise? I don't. Uh, In what? terms of what? So are they gonna? Are, are they gonna shop pieces? Or are they just gonna? <laughs> they don't have pieces to shop. No one's gonna fucking take Darnold. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know what you do. I mean, it's a good problem to have, but is it though? You're paying the fucking GQ bus twenty four million dollars this year to not start for you because you took his fifth year option without seeing him play a snap. Right. I mean, like financially speaking, yes, it's it's a mess, but I I just feel like you know. They have they have room to do something now. You know, whatever whatever that might be, I just don't. I wonder when they're going to exercise that option. Yeah, because they're still sitting with four QBs, right? Or does... yeah, because they have Matt Coral, Mayfield, Darnold, and and Cam. Um, no, Cam is not with the Panthers right now. Oh, yeah, he was a one year deal. Uh, Philip Walker. Who was, uh, like their third string last year? I think. Uh, PJ Walker, you might better know him as. He was, uh, in the XFL for a little bit, and yep. he was, um, like the leader in touchdowns and shit. I remember him. Yeah. So he's their third string, maybe. Actually, he had some prior NFL experience before, right? He was undrafted by the Colts. Let's see. Did he play all? He may not have played, but I feel like I I remember. He played in Carolina. He played in Carolina for five games. Uh, Started one and won that game. So yeah, I I, I I kind of remember that now. I still think he should probably start over Darnold. Yeah, but Sam, if you're listening, buddy, you ain't it. Yeah, it's interesting though. It's kind of the the situation that like the Seahawks in Denver found themselves in, in in the sense that like all the quarterback situations are pretty much decided. There's like mm-hmm. even if they Carolina wanted to move him, like. Who would the who would the buyers be? It's just there's not there's not really an opening. Perhaps literally the only team that has an opening for a backup right now is the Browns, and they're going to take Jimmy when San Francisco cuts him. It'll be interesting seeing what how injuries play out early on, how that impacts where quarterbacks get moved, like 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 yeah. Garoppolo, kind of like you're mentioning. I think there's been a lot of buzz. For, for for Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> we hope he has better morals. I know he doesn't, but I hope he does. <laughs> Very salty, Mass. Yeah, well, fuck the NFL, fuck Cleveland Browns, fuck Deshaun Watson. That's all we're going to say on the subject. Um, on another subject of a, oh my God, what the fuck NFL... Did you see that Keep Talib's brother killed dude? I did not. Yep. Oh my god. Keep started a fight at a kid's soccer game or a kid's football game. 
And that led to his brother shooting the coach. Oh, my God. What is the matter with people? A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, Ben. You know, it's amazing. And I actually, I've heard like commercials on the radio about this type of thing where like, why, why are your parents starting shit at kids games? Like, I, I don't understand. Like no one's getting paid. You know, that's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to, you know, teach fundamentals and, you know, get the kids exercise. Why are yep. people shooting people <laughs> at these games? Why, why are people causing fights? Why are people shooting people anywhere? Yeah, I, unbelievable. I know it's it's not great. Yeah. So that was the thing that happened. Uh, I, I I miss that. I mean, I I kind of try to ignore Akeem Talib in all facets of life anyway. So mm-hmm. that, that probably just uh snuck under my radar. But damn, unbelievable! Yeah, it sucks. Um, let's see. What else can I tell us? Um, hmm. Oh, Dennis Rodman is playing the role of ambassador again. He's heading over to Russia to try and get Brittany Greer out. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. See if he could be, uh... Weird as he is, I think he's a good dude overall. Yeah, he's a... An interesting guy. Hmm. Truly, truly interesting. Um. Hmm. Uh, Albert Pujols. Oh you know, yeah. Still, I, for, I can forget that. Still being amazing. As Pujols does. Uh, currently chasing seven hundred. Yep. I don't. What's his total now? Let's I, see. I saw it the other day, but I don't know if it uh if that number's changed. And funny thing about him too, I think something about I saw this thing in like a certain time span of this year, he has hit more home runs than like three MLB teams currently. Like yep. in, in the same span. Yep. Uh let's see. Kurt <laughs> excuse me. He is at six ninety two for his career. Well, I don't want to jinx anything. That's kind of so like he the, needs eight home runs in forty games, right? That's, which is kind of like the perfect amount of time. If it was, if it was eight home runs in twenty games, I'm like, eh. I mean, you know, he's playing next year if he finishes like six ninety eight. Yeah, uh, I, for for his sake, I hope he does, and I hope he gets it early. Like, I hope. He I hope somebody just lobs him a couple, like at the end of the season when it does not fucking matter. Yeah. Hey, Al, you want to get to seven hundred and not have to play next year? Here you go, buddy. Yeah. But this was pitchers like they don't want to be the guy to give up the seven hundred. Yeah, I know. You know, players. Why can't more guys be good guys like Brett Favre and be <laughs> like, "All right, you want the career sack record? Here you go, bud. Let me just fall down for you and pretend that you actually sacked me right. and get up and like hug you." Orange or uh, fucking Jesus Christ! Wow, Michael Strahan, you do not deserve that record, but I still love you. <laughs> It's the most like anticlimactic sack ever. Uh huh. My favorite tackle of all time is still uh, Jadavian Clowney's uh, hit in his uh, final college bowl game. You remember that? Oh my god! When he like busts through the line and just knocks the oh. dude's helmet flying. 
Ah, so good. That was like the Sports Center like top ten play for for like a year. Yeah, it just it just couldn't get off that list. Because it, it was so good. It was incredible. I'm gonna go watch it again now. <laughs> that is like the the good equivalent of the butt fumble. On like on legendary. Literally, all status. you need to type in Jadavian Clowney hit. Yeah. Literally, all I needed to type. And it's so good because they got the angle behind the line watching him come through and just whack him. It's just beats the tackle off the line for his own block, breaks through the hole, bounces past the quarterback who has the ball, says, fuck you, I see you handing it off to the running back, and just pile drives him as he gets the ball. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. And I think that was like his second awesome play of the day. Yeah. yeah, he had something else too that was ridiculous, but nobody will ever remember it. Yeah. So you you know we're gonna we're gonna jump over to fantasy because I keep remembering this and then forgetting it again, and I don't want to forget it again. I think this is the first year since you guys have been doing the draft. I obviously joined you guys quite a bit later, but the first year since you guys have been doing the draft, nobody drafted Julio Jones. Yeah, it it was uh, shocking, and and, and until. Until you even brought it up, I had forgotten. Like I, I it was something I kind of noticed, and then didn't say anything well, about. We kept fucking telling you to draft him. <laughs> Listen, I but I, you refused. I, I I paid my dues with him. He broke my heart. He was going to give you another one, bud. <laughs> never me. Um, no, that never again. <laughs> his his time is up. Wore um, out is welcome. Yeah. But yeah, we 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 held our our draft yesterday uh, on Sunday. And one of them. One of them, yeah. Our 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 friend group draft. Uh, we had everyone but one attend. We did the the big board, which is a lot of fun. If you guys have haven't had the chance to do that, and you know this this is we're definitely in fantasy draft season. You know th- this is the window where stuff is starting to happen. Uh, but if you had the opportunity to do the the big board. Do it. It, it, it. It's a lot of fun. We started doing it, what, three years ago now? Is this our third year doing it? Doing it on the show? No, no, no. Just when, uh, just in, in general. Like, as we, we would just do the draft just on, on Yahoo. But, like, to. Um, I thought you guys were doing it for a few years before I joined. No, so we, we would just do it on, on Yahoo. And, and I think you've been involved longer than you think. Because I think. Were you. In the year that uh, when I won the very first year, I don't believe so. See, I feel like it was. I thought you drafted a bunch of Rams, but uh, I, I could it, be misremembering. I, I might be. I didn't know anything about football at that point, so I very well could have been. So I don't even know who won that league. So, in, in, if I remember, because who did I trade for Zach Stacy that year? Paul maybe? was it Jeff? I'm I'm not positive, but I feel like you've been in this league with us since 2013. There's there's a chance maybe there was a year or or two in between that you weren't. Yep. Like maybe there was like a, a hiatus in in 14 to 15. But then again, I think you know you've been in the league for a while now, and only recently in the past. Three or four years, we started doing where, where Paul would buy the the board and we put it up on the wall. Before that, it was just 
you know, if we got together, great, but we just did it on on the phone. Right. Just on, hmm. on Yahoo. But it's, I it's, wonder. It's cool, but, like, you get the, – the kit comes with the, the board. You have up to, like, 20 teams, I think it is, in, yep. in, we'll call it 20 rounds, perhaps. And there's a bunch of stickers with all the, you know, skill positions names on it for or as many as they deem would make sense to, to have. Yep. And uh, as you go along, you you, you, you find the, the person you want, you, you peel the sticker off, put it up, and you – Hear the the cheers and adulations from your, uh, or more likely with our group, the booze <laughs> and flames. But it's fun, you know. We had the you know the, the the beers and all that, and you know that's going on. Um, what well, we're trying to think of some 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 highlights from from our draft. Um, well, we had a fill in for Ty. Yep. Um, we did a see. we did a great job. Yeah, he did. He did a lot better than Tyler. New, new stuff. <laughs> um, so kudos, kudos to you, Brian. Um, here, you know what? I actually have the entire draft board right here. I took a picture of it last night before I left, so I can look through real quick. Yeah, but it was so this I, I always have been like, oh, when's when's the perfect time to have yep. a fantasy draft? You know, and I think pretty much we we did okay. We we may have been on the slightly early side, but you know, it, it's incidental. You know, we we did it when we could. That's when people were available to do it. Right. And we we just ran with it. That, that sometimes that the the end justifies the means. So if, if players get hurt, we have contingency plans, sort of. We tried to, yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to be interesting to see if we can get that done, but. I, but for, at this point, the the risk runs higher of players getting injured at practice rather than yeah in, in game. Yeah, because one game left, I mean, there's almost no chance the starters play. Right. Um. All right. Let's see. Looking at the first round, I think Austin Eckler going number three overall was a little bit of a surprise. Yeah, I, I think in, in especially in years past when he was we'll say quote younger and better we'll just we'll use that as a, a blanket term i don't even think he went in first rounds no then. he's usually a third round guy um alvin kamara going in the first round was also a surprise uh but that's pat for you so yeah uh let's see looking through here kyle took Debo Samuel pretty early. I don't know that I hate that pick, but was taken before people like uh, Tyree Kill, Mike Evans, Keenan Allen, Michael Pittman. Which you know what, he could have better years than those guys. But yeah, I, uh, you know, it, a lot of fantasy too. It, it's based off what you saw happen last year, and we all yeah. know what Debo did. And the, the assumption is, you know, sure, oh, he'll replicate that. Which yeah, he may or may not. It's it's because, like, at what point does do you get figured out? At what point does do things not work? Uh, your guess is as good as mine. He he could he could turn around and have an even better year doing the same exact thing. But I'd be pretty pissed. You know, it's it's the risk you run, and, and fantasy is tough because yes, there's a certain degree of logic that has to be used, but yeah, you, you don't know. You don't know what's going to happen. Like, no. The entire season is a flipping crapshoot. Yeah. 
Um, Who did you take in the first? In the first round, let's see. I took, where am I? I'm number two. I took Derek Henry because Jonathan Taylor went one. So I guess I'll read off our two teams. I have uh, one, two, three, four, five, six running backs. Uh, I have Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, C.D. Lamb, Allen Robinson, A.J. Brown, Brees Hall, Joe Burrow, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Devonta Smith, and Chase Edmonds. And then I have Drake London, Tyler Higby, Noah Fant, Traylon Burks, the Rams defense and special teams, and Dan Carson as my kicker. You, on the other hand, have... Najee Harris, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle, two Dolphins receivers. That's my MO. Um, <laughs> your MO is either Jimmy's Pizza Shop, the Chargers, <laughs> or Steelers. Uh, Elijah Mitchell, Mike Williams, Mike Will- oh, the receiver. Uh, Dalton Schultz, Matthew Stafford, who is technically my quarterback. Uh, <laughs> on a bogus deal that we made. You shook. Yeah, but it was just because. Dawson Knox, Tony Pollard, which I'm surprised Tony Pollard lasts as long as he did. I Because I don't think Elliot plays a whole lot of snaps this year. Now, I think people are afraid. I, I, I don't know why, because, you know, not, not going to whatever here. Pollard has produced in a big way. It just Yeah, and he keeps doing it, and Zeke has continued to not produce. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Kenneth Gainwell, San Francisco defense, Mikel Hardman, Braden McManus, Nick Westbrook, Akine, Gerald Everett. Gerald Everett's charger now? Naheem Hines and James Woodson. Yeah, I mean, year in, year out, I'm never like, oh, what a great draft I had. Because right. that, that's never really my focus. I I always just have too much fun. And, and yeah, it's never like for me. And it's it's not even a strategy. I go and I, I pick the players that I like. That's that's really it. I I have no other, and I and I hope for the best. Because I just I can't I can't spend the time worrying, reading all this information about when players should go this, that, and the other. It just it, it doesn't mean anything to me. I'd I'd rather go. And last year, I had a I had a really good year for the first time in a long time, just doing the thing that I've always done, just picking yeah. just picking guys. Um, yeah, I I agree. Like you, you don't go in the first round and and, and pick that that Ikinny Westbrook guy from the the Titans, you know that that I I picked in you know, a late. But you know, I I there, there's room to take chances, and I, yeah, I don't know. I always I always laugh when you know. I'll I'll pick someone and like Kyle for example like, like oh you're an idiot it's like well Kyle yeah, why why Kyle, <laughs> why no reason why the only pick I can say you're an idiot for is the Westbrook McKinney pick but that's only because I don't know who the fuck that is I mean I I picked him for really only one reason and I remember there was a game last year where I saw his his name like on the the tracker board the so, yeah, yeah over and over like huh that guy. All right, I recognize the name. Why not? Yeah, that's the really the only reason. Um, um, Naheem Hines was also an interesting pick. I don't hate it, but you know, I I ended up taking a lot of players that I had last year, ju- just 
because of familiarity. Like yeah. I, I kind of knew what I would get, and it didn't require a lot of thinking. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, and- um, I tell you what, I'm looking at all these teams. I I'm not in love with any of them. It was an odd draft, you know. It it, it did kind of the, the normal thing, you know. It, in the first, you know, tight end went in the kind of like a trickle effect. I feel where within the next round or two, tight ends were going. Same deal with I think the defenses kind of went all around the same time. Uh, yeah, it just it, there was an odd flow to you know just how how picks were made. Yeah, and I how long did we run? We started like, at what, did we finish? Yeah, we so let's say we finished at about eight thirty. Eight thirty. We started at five thirty. Five thirty. Yeah. So three hours. Three hours for you know ten. Seventeen people. rounds. Yeah, I mean that's a pretty good that's pace. That's not bad. And, and uh, amongst all the other things we were doing, you know, it's like <laughs> right. All you know, the chaos. Playing, yeah, playing music and, and eating and you know being ridiculous. So, yeah, that was a. Uh, so we had everyone in my basement, which I I, I was pretty happy with. It, it, yeah, it went pretty well. It cleaned up the basement a little bit. The the room I set up was a little weird. It had like this weird long horseshoe look, but you know, it's what I, don't, I thought it worked pretty well. But the no no plumbing downstairs or no, no bathroom anyway. So I oh yes there was. So I, I took a bucket, like a it's it's like a five gallon bucket, like similar to the Home Depot ones, but this was at one time held like asphalt for your driveway. Just put it in the back corner of the room, and we had ourselves a toilet. Now, listeners, I want you guys to understand. The other one was not far. It was upstairs, two doors down. Right. Listen, it was not far. It was only only upstairs. But listen, we had less time going up and down the stairs. You know, it was was basically in the same room. No one had to wait. It was perfect. Half filled a five-gallon bucket. Yeah, we had 90 beers amongst nine people there. Did they I, all get finished? No. So I I did like a, a, a quick inventory when I got home from work today. I yep. say we had probably, we'll call it 10 Coors Light left, six Bud Lights left. Okay. So that's actually not bad for damage. Pretty good. I, I, I was impressed. I, when I was doing some cleanup last night, we had maybe, it's, maybe it's 75 of them. That's pretty good. Yeah. We had we had five we'll call it five beers that weren't finished, but that I I always that always happens when you when you have like a party and people are having sometimes someone will start a drink you know you start talking you set it down you forget about it you grab another that's beer seven and a half a person yeah I, I, we did some that's good pretty work. good it's a good night good work for some guys in their you know their late twenties in the in the uh, the twilight of their drinking careers <laughs> uh, I tell you what morning was rough. <laughs> Oh yeah, the, 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 this morning, you know, the alarm went off. I was like, "Oh my god, this can't, this can't <laughs> be right." I, I was, I left ten minutes late. I'm like flying to work, and I, I didn't even go to bed right away. So, I don't know if you know, I didn't have any pizza. It just, Did you not? It just didn't, it didn't happen for me. Not just because everyone was, you know, I wanted everyone to eat. You know, I, I, I wanted. Kendall, I could smack you. So I didn't, I didn't have 
any dinner. So I, that that attributed to you know the the drunkenness Gee, I got to. I fucking wonder why. <laughs> so I finally would you know clean up a little bit. Got upstairs. I ate. I finally ate like some of like uh, Rebecca's. She got chicken tenders and French fries, and it was like yep. the best thing that ever happened. <laughs> it was kind of like it was lukewarm still, and it just it just hit the spot. It was so perfect. I tell you what, uh, that's making me think of what I've been doing for dinner lately. I actually got a sandwich one day from somewhere, and came home and I was like, you know, we just had. We just had pasta the other night. We still have some good meatballs left. I'm going to make a meatball grinder for dinner. It's a good idea. And I've been doing that for like a week, and they've been pretty good. <laughs> it's like, just like repurposing meals. Yeah, it, and it works, and it's fucking delicious. It's always like, I was like those, uh, it, it's so stupid, but you'll see like ch- people go to the Chipotle, like, oh, Chipotle, I get a free burrito. And it's like, they, they buy an extra tortilla and they just yeah. empty out their bowl. It's like, this is stupid, but yeah, <laughs> it's like, I it's get absolutely. it. <laughs> um, Desmond Ritter just had a really nice pass into traffic, like super tight. It's funny. So I I have the game on just like the the game cast. It, it popped yeah. up just as you said it. Really, really tight pass. It was pretty cool. Um, <clears throat> I had to laugh. I saw something on uh, Twitter. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Um, the Chargers preseason game was on, mm-hmm. and they were playing at SoFi. And the Oculus, the big thing in the middle, was yep. off. Like, it just wasn't showing any replays or anything. Mm-hmm. And I had to laugh because everybody was just like, oh, Chargers didn't pay their fucking rent. The Rams <laughs> shut the lights off on them. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Which is just so funny to think about. But can you imagine if that happened for a live game? Oh, man. Just like, it'd be like when the Super Bowl, when the lights went out. Like, yep. <laughs> It's like, what the hell? <laughs> well, let's see. There was a game back in... I think it was 2008. Uh, and it was against the Bills and the Chargers in Buffalo. And... Outside of Orchard Park, some like aluminum balloons or one of those like the metal balloons had yeah, gotten caught in the yeah, power line, yeah. and they lost that. power for the entire game, and they had to call it live. I remember with that. No stadium noise, just fans. How cool would it be to be at a game? Like yeah, that? I, I. It's funny that you bring that up. I totally forgot that that happened, but I, I remember they. They had changed to that game briefly because of that because it was such an interesting yeah. thing. I I remember because there was a thing on NFL Films about it, so I went back and I watched that and I did a little bit like more digging because I just thought it was so interesting. Um, and it's it's just so interesting to realize they they didn't just stop the game; they just played on. Right, it's like it's, 
you're already there. You're already halfway through the game. Yeah. And I'm sorry, go ahead. Nice. Can you imagine that happening in a playoff game or something? Oh, I know. It's when it comes down to it, like we don't need all the stuff that's there. It's really it's just for the fans' experience. All all well, they lost all TV channels too for a little while. They couldn't broadcast the game because there was no power yeah, anywhere. Yeah, right. But I guess what I mean is that so all that stuff is just extra. Like th- they can yep. do a game and no one could watch it. It wouldn't matter yes. if the game was still count. And that and that's yep. what the really cool thing is. Like, hey, it's business usual. We're here to play football. Like, let's play some football. Right. Exactly. Like the the the, the chain gang that they don't need power to you know change the number for what down it is. So, hey, get out there. You know what I'm upset about? What's that? And this is completely sidetracking from the conversation we're having. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on Twitter just because I was strolling through looking at uh, the stuff I was just telling you about the the stadium thing. Mm-hmm. And something pops up from fo- Pro Football Focus, and it's the f- six duos projected to have 1,000 receiving yards each. And it's Kyle Pitts and Drake London, Stefan Diggs and Gabriel Davis, Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, Debo Samuel and George Kittle, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Not the team that had a guy get almost 2,000 yards by himself and had another 1,000-yard receiver. Right. <laughs> I, every single year since Sean McVay has been there, he's had at least 2,000-yard receivers every single year. Yeah, and just that just makes me mad. No, it's football's favorite thing to do is predict the past. So, like yeah. Cooper Cup had a huge year. Why, why would they not just be all about it and everything they do? Like, well, that's exactly what they would do. They, they would, they would hype it up, you know, for the season. Uh-huh. Like, why would they not? They do it for everything else. Because contrary to people's belief, the league does not care for the Rams. <laughs> So, uh, I was watching for my NFL adult brain, the NFL Top 100, which nobody should ever put any stock into because it's literally just a popularity contest. NFL players have come out and said that. They vote for their friends rather than who they think deserves the spot. Yeah, I, uh, I never cared for that. I saw Aaron Donald at 17 the other day. So, yeah. Um but I, Stafford showed up last night at 27, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Cup was the one who did his interview. And it's like, Matthew's never been on this list? Wow. that That's really egregious on you guys. You know, what has he been in the league? Like 35 years? <laughs> I just got a pretty – because they're just such good – it's just so funny for me to watch. You've seen the meme that he looks just like Stafford's wife? Yeah, I, I saw, I've seen that. It just makes me laugh every time I see it. It's such stupid shit. Um, And I'm very upset because the replica rings have come out and I think I'm going to buy one. Now, do these rings have uh, a detachable piece? Yes. Have you not seen this? I I was reading about it. I I didn't, I didn't like really look into it. Uh, I just, I came across just in passing. I was like, huh, that's interesting. All right, hold on. Let's well, see. Uh, entertain just for a second while I get the my beers real quick. <laughs> 
Yeah, go for it. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to go ahead and show Kendall. I'll describe for the listeners at home. But I'm going to go ahead and show Kendall what the Ram Super Bowl rings look like. Because uh, he asked if they have a detachable piece. And boy, how do you do they? All right. So for those of you at home listening, you can't see shit. But I got this pulled up right now because I want to show Kendall. Um, the LA Rams have a ring that has a deta- two detachable parts in it. And forgive me, I'm going to repeat this one. Kendall gets back. Yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, there you are. So can you see my screen? Yes. So the ring has two detachable parts on the top. So if we scroll through, or so let's look on the side. If you look right here, the ring is actually SoFi Stadium. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So on the right-hand side facing it, you have the player's name and we, not me, down at the bottom of their number. And then on the left-hand side, after the flip and add, uh, you have the world champion LA Rams with the score of the game and the Super Bowl logo. So if you take the top off, it's actually a mini SoFi Stadium of the Super Bowl field. That's actually turf from the field from the game. Wow, that's actually a really cool idea. Hold on, it gets better. If we go a little bit actual part, that is the Oculus from the game. This is a piece of the football from the game ball. Wow. So uh, the um piece of the, the, the Oculus. Not this part. This is the part from the game ball. Oh, okay, I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this this is just the Oculus. So if you look at the the outside of the ring, go away. I see. It, it just kind of right the ring kind of simulates the entire stadium. Yeah, it's the exact. It's the yeah. entire stadium, which that, is amazing. That's a really cool idea. I, I thought it was. Fantastic. I, I like it. I mean, there's a, a part of me that's like, ah, oh, that's that's just extra. Like, I mean, oh yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, hey, you won the Super Bowl. You have the ring however you want. Go big, you know. I and mean, it's cool. I mean, so apparently, according to what I've read, is they wanted to honor the fact that this was their first Super Bowl in LA but have two palm trees to show that they have two championships. Oh, that's neat. So I I, I get it. You know, you would still kind of want to see two Lombardis, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know what? Cronky's paid for the rings. It's his team. He can do what the fuck he wants. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I'm a, I'm a whack job, but... I'm a big like, uh, you know, like the, like the the diamonds and, and how they look. I think they did an awesome job. Yeah. With like, even like the like the all the the cuts. It's like it. it sometimes you see it, and, and not so much um, the fo- the football rings, but you see like the the basketball rings, and it's just the, the placement is odd sometimes. I, I don't know what what jewelers do each. God. Uh, but I, I've noticed that most of the Super Bowl rings have always looked immaculate. They do whoever they use or the you know jewelers they have used have always done an amazing job. So Canton apparently has a uh, 
a display of all the NFL rings. Let's see. NFL Super Bowl rings. These are two, like, I'm all like the i'm into all like the, the hip-hop jewelry and all that and yeah you can you can tell when like hell like like that guy had his grill done and it looks it looks excellent like versus yep. someone who went went down the street is like man what when you paid for that like come. and it's just so funny because look at super bowl one versus oh, I know. The, the, sim- the simplicity versus so i mean yeah, Super Bowl one, Super Bowl two. I don't know why Green Bay went with three diamonds, but it's weird. Whatever. The New York Jets have six diamond or seven diamonds in their world championship ring. Uh, let's see. Kansas City has a pretty cool ring. Yeah, I think uh, the perceived value back in the day was different in the sense that oh, yeah, we want to show more gold or whatever, and 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 this and that. Yeah. Now I think it's all about the diamonds today. Oh yeah, it's all about the ice, as the kids would say. Yeah. Uh, let's see, Miami Dolphins, Steelers first ring. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Another simple ring. It's just got the yep. name and the date, pretty much. Yep. Oakland Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, Steelers three. That's pretty cool. I like the touch with the the three stars from the helmet. Yeah. Um, Super Bowl four, Oakland Raiders, 49ers, the current or at the time Redskins, the Raiders third one. I'll be curious to see when there's sort of like a change. Like, I mean, it, yeah. it's kind of happening now a little bit. We're in like, in, we got the Bears in 85. Big fan of that ring. Uh, Giants first Super Bowl ring. Redskins second, 49ers third, 49ers fourth, Giants second, Redskins third at that time, I think. Yeah, I think so. Cowboys fourth at that time, I think. No, third. That's the fourth. That's the fifth for the Niners. That's the fifth for the Cow. That's a pretty cool That's a cool ring. They got the star and they got the yeah. five, like. That's football. pretty cool. That's the coolest one I've seen yeah. yet. Green Bay second, Broncos first, I think. Yep. Broncos second. Oh, they repeated? Yeah, they, had, they went back to back. Oh, I never did that. Uh, St. Louis Rams in 99. That's a cool ring because it's got like the older style, the older, newer, you know what I'm trying to say? Like yeah. it's got like the speed lettering and Rams. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. This one has always made me laugh. Was it the 2000s? Raven. That's yeah. yeah. That is just the red ruby eye yeah, is the funniest thing in the world. That's to weird me. looking. He's in, you don't picture the purple either. Uh the Patriots first one, very class. Tampa Bay's first one. Oh, Patriots two and three. This looks like where it's starting to change. So it looks like the Patriots were the first to go all silver. And they continued it into their other ring. Wow, you don't even see any red in that one. No, it's just like a just a blue and silver. Like that, uh, the logo is even noticeable. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that ring. Yeah, the Steelers won five. No, yeah, that's cool. It, like you were saying, it's almost weird seeing like the color. It was just, but I just like diamond. that color. That looks good. Uh, the Colts. The Giants third, 
God, that looks so good. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, let's see. New Orleans first, Packers fourth, Giants fourth. That's a pretty cool looking ring. Yeah, that is. And like you're saying, after that kind of 2000, whatever, 2000, 2001, yeah. there's definitely that more diamonds the on the face of the ring. Yeah. Uh, you got the Ravens second, Seahawks first, <laughs> Patriots fourth. I remember this ring when this came out because I remember do- them doing the 50. And I, that's the first time I started uh, really thinking these rings were getting like super, super extra. Um, but this is a pretty cool thing. The this one's for Pat down here. Yep. Um, an homage to the famous this one's for John. Uh Patriots fifth, Eagles first. Very, very minimalist, but very good looking. Yeah, and I, I'll tell you the the green is a good contrast yeah. to the, the diamonds. Much as I hate the fucking Eagles, it looks good. Uh, Patriots six. Fan of, I mean, it looks good, I guess. Yeah, the Chiefs one's odd because it it has a lot going on, but at the same time, not really. Yeah, it's just it's it's different. It's it, that one kind of breaks the mold a little bit. Yeah, it clashes a little bit. Yeah. So, fun fact about this one: this one is actually uh, Raven James Stadium. Uh, let's see. Ring two. Uh, I guess I should specify that. <laughs> Jewelers in the Tampa Bay area. Uh, here we go. So Tampa Bay Bucks were the first ones to win it at home because fuck you, Tom Brady. We can't have <laughs> And this is the first one where if you take it off, it is actually Raymond James Stadium. Huh. I didn't know about um, that. And you have the scores of all the games. Uh, and I don't know what the diamond down there is supposed to represent, but it rep- represents something. Um, of course, Brady won MVP for that game. Because, yeah. of course, he did. Um, but then, once you do that, then you get to this extra shit. I mean, I'll tell you what. I like you it. You gold for a couple years. And then, <laughs> just this fucking yeah, thing. I mean, that is a gaudy ring. I, I like it. But it, it is, like, oh, unbelievable. Oh, forgot about that. There we go. There's the scores for the game on the inside. <gasps> There's a dog in the background. Sorry about that, people. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to go ahead and just don't know who I'm going to get. Do I get Cup for the MVP, or do I just get the coach? Yeah, no, it's, it's it's tough. I, I had gotten from, uh, I don't even know how I got him. I think my dad did a job somewhere who was affiliated with the New York Rangers and he just had got like replica champion champion rings from whenever it was. And I just have him in my possession. And it, it's, just like, it's just like a weird thing. But I mean, oh, it's, it's cool. I that's think very fun. especially if your team wins a championship, 
get what you want. I mean, I think that that's a, that's a cool collector's item. I I mean, I at the end of the day, I'm probably I was probably going to get it anyways. Um, but it's not that bad. How much do you think they cost? Oh, man, I, I'm I'm pretty bad at this. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go under Rebecca, under specific. under five. Under five dollars? No, no, five hundred. dollars how much it's under a hundred really yeah the replica that i saw that's i think pretty good is like a hundred or it's like 98 dollars. oh it sold i was yeah. i was thinking they were like gouge you big time well we're still waiting because that's not the rams official replica we'll see um to this day is piece of memorabilia that I wanted. Do you remember what color the Rams wore in the Super Bowl? Um, they were white, right? Yeah. You know what they sell with the Super Bowl patch? What's that? Fucking jerseys they didn't play. Uh, in. I could never understand why they produced jerseys they they didn't wear. I I they've always done that. All I wanted was my first cup jersey with a Super Bowl patch. That's all I wanted. And you can't fucking buy them anywhere. Like, uh, I'll tell you what, when we were younger, NFL shop used to be way better. I don't know what changed, but it's it's not as good as it used to be. They carry you see them? How much is that? You see that right there? Yeah, I get, the number's a little blurred though. What is it? That's three hundred and forty-nine dollars. Huh. At this, but also kind of boring that this is uh, what season ticket holders got this year for for winning. Uh, yeah, I mean, you get a hat that I already have. <laughs> And then you get a piece of the turf from the game. That's it. Yeah, it's I would have liked to see like a mini Super Bowl trophy or something like that. Yeah, I mean, come on. Like you, the box doesn't even seem that interesting. It's not. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it's literally just piece of the piece of the turf, and that's it. And a hat that anybody who's a season ticket holder already has. Right. Yeah, I mean, you, you you, win. That's the first. Like, as soon as those commercials hit after the Super Bowl, like, hey, your team won the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Almost everyone that night or day after are already ordering those hats. I didn't even have to order it. Bruce went to Dick's that night and bought me one. Oh, really? So Dick's it was had, in L.A. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. He, yeah, he went straight to Dick's. Um, a couple of... For whatever reason, Bruce has this thing where he needs to unite all of the Rams fans in Connecticut. Um, so a couple of the guys that I am in this group chat with for some fucking reason um, were in L.A. for the game, but just watched it at like a hotel bar or something. Mm -hmm. And I learned that the NFL in the host city has guys spread out all over the city, guys and gals spread all out over the city 
that have Super Bowl gear, the second the game is over, they start handing out the winning gear to start like like driving home, hey, people are out buying this shit. You should go get it too because it looks cool. Because <laughs> they got free shirts and free hats. Uh like the official NFL gear. Right. Like they got the the hat I just showed you, and they got uh the Super Bowl uh t shirt that was out for it. Um but it's it's interesting to think that they have that out there. This one right here. Yep. Um, I I just thought that was cool when I found that out. Yeah, that is, that is a cool thing. Um, but yeah, I've been blabbing on about the Rams for a little while now. What do you got? Hey, no, listen, I I like talking about the Rams. I, mean, I like talking about football. You came to the right place. <laughs> yeah, football is uh, football is pretty good. <laughs> I have a little bit of a junkie for it. Yeah, I mean, before we know it, you know that that you know that Sunday it's going to be here, and you know, glued glued to the TV. Kendall, do you have a way too early Super Bowl prediction? A way too early Super Bowl prediction. I think, I think they're going to break the glass ceiling. I think Buffalo makes it through. Okay. And, and who do you think they play? They will play. They I forgive will, you if you don't say the Rams. I think th- there's going to be one last hurrah for for Tom Brady, and they go the, the Bucks go again. And who do you think wins? I think Buffalo wins in an in a, a very weird way. I think the game is close. Brady has the ball, and for the first time, he's not clutch, and he throws a pick six to essentially lose the game to Buffalo. Mm. 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 You know, I'm still very salty that we weren't the ones to retire him. It was just so poetic for me to send that motherfucker out of or out of the game. Yeah, I mean, we, we talked about this, you know as things unfolded. I don't know why he felt he needed to come back. It's his choice. You know, he's a great because player. Because he can't let it go. He's more of a junkie than you or I. And he plays the fucking game. I just, at what point do you risk tarnishing a legacy? I just... Never. He'll be the greatest of all time as uh, long as he plays. Listen, I I, I agree. I, it, it would take nothing short of like an O.J. Simpson type scenario for him to be tarnished. But yeah. if he goes out this year and just like doesn't have it, and then next year comes back, doesn't have it again. It's like, well, if, if he comes out and doesn't have it this year, there's no shot he comes back. He always said if he came back and he didn't have it, he wasn't going to play. And I, and I hope so because it's it just it's a, it's kind of a, not embarrassing. It's not the right thing to say. It's it's just hard to watch. Right. It's like when Emmett Smith went to the Cardinals. Yeah, and even Brett Favre was kind of weird because. He he had like a really amazing year with the Vikings, and then like the following, he kind of got hurt a little bit, and it just was less good. I thought he I thought he finished out that year because he got hurt against the Saints at Bounty Gate. I didn't think he played again after that. Um, you know we have to look it up. He's, I could be misremembering. I think he spent two or three years in Minnesota. Let's see. There's only one with the Jets. I'm pretty sure. Uh, let's see, 2009, 2010. 
Uh, let's see. Minnesota Vikings. Uh, let's see. I thought 2009 was the really good year. Making throw, AC joint, uh, Bears defensive ends. Yeah, it looks like it was 2010. You're right. Uh, on December 10 or 20, 2010, while playing Bears outside at TCF Bank Stadium. Barr suffered a concussion after being sacked by Bears defensive end Corey Wooden. That's a name. Yeah, forgot about him. Uh, so yeah, I guess I guess I was wrong. It doesn't even look like he was knocked out by the by the Saints. I well, he definitely got beat up in that game, but I mean, yep. I think that year with the Vikings was like statistically his best year ever, which is. I kind of like ironic. Um, yeah. And then I, he, he came back through that, that last year and it just, it was not, the, the magic wasn't there injuries and I numbers wise, he just wasn't performing and he was 40, right. whatever. I think he was 42 or 43 at the time. So I just, if Brady were to kind of suffer the same fate, cause you know, he, he Brady has definitely been less injury prone and just, you know, statistically better it, it would be kind of shocking you know for for him to come out and just not yeah. not be able to play at the level that he has he has shown no signs of slowing down in any way shape or form now he hasn't had the major surgeries that peyton manning had or you know the roughing that brett Favre endured um, the biggest injury that ever happened to Brady was his ACL, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty much. And I can't, I can't think of another game that he's missed due to injury. No, I mean he's one of those guys who's always in injury report, but it's always for something ridiculous, like you know, sprained left thumb. Exactly, you know, the guy has a oh shoulder tightness. Like oh boy, is a he's on the Stubbed list. Middle toe. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's just such you know, and I'll tell you what. I was a doubter when he went to Tampa Bay. And I was wrong. He's obviously shown he still has it. Yeah. But he's so much more fun of a guy now that he's oh, down there. Big time. Big time. And he's so fucking yeah. funny on Twitter. <laughs> for me, uh, um, so I was just saying, for, for me, and this is the, the difference between like a, a person like him and I versus me. Like I just I wouldn't I wouldn't even run the risk if I if I had retired and, and made all that you know hoopla and this and that I wouldn't I wouldn't bother coming back because I I wouldn't want I wouldn't people want to go back on their word or whatever I but that's that's me but the the thing that made him the best of all time is the fucking drive he has for the game yeah no I I, I can respect that. Like that man is addicted to football, probably just as much as Belichick is. Yeah. Steve um, Belichick. Yeah. Fucking server. <laughs> um yeah, it's the dude is just committed to his craft in an almost scary way. Um 
Did you see that at the uh, Steelers Jags game there was a big fight? I did not. I I saw a fight recently, but I think it was it was a practice thing. But I, I didn't see Steelers Jags. No. Yeah, big big fight in the stands. Really, a lot of fans punches and stuff. Very funny. Only in Florida, of course. Right. Um, trying to. Trying to trying to trying to here we go. That's what I've been looking for. Where is the actual one? Um I follow a page on Twitter called NFL or NFL errors, MLB errors. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just so funny watching some of them. The best one that I'll still remember to that day, and I genuinely feel bad about this one, but it happened just like last month. The Red Sox player that lost the ball in the light just standing there, like I don't know where it is. I don't know where it is. Oh, I know. That's like the worst feeling. Oh, it felt so bad. Um, but the one that I saw was I thought very interesting. I can hate him all I want. Logan Paul is a verb. Jake, whatever, whatever the brother that one of those guys. (laughs) Very athletic. Very good build, you know, obviously has a good, like, motor skills and sense and everything like that. Watched him line up in a batter's box. I saw it. Dude, his swing is so slow. It's so it's like the most unnatural swing I've ever seen. It, but that that's any of us pitching or trying to swing at MLB level speeds. And I... As much as I like to rag on him for how weird that looks, you know that somebody talked to him and said, hey, try swinging like like a normal person. That's a normal swing. That's just how fast the fucking ball comes. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Uh, I, I, I've done like the um, like the batting cages and, you know, like for fun. Oh, right, let, me, let me see if I can take on, you know, 85 miles an hour and I'm getting smoked. No. You cannot. Yeah, it's just it's, that's only that's only throwing fastballs. That's not yeah, throwing right. jumps or anything. Just but, <laughs> yeah, I will say though, not even yes, you're right. The the speed and trying to catch up. There's something about the way he swings the bat. Oh yeah, is, there's something definitely unnatural about it. It's not a normal pitch or swing motion. Um, but. It's it's still just mind-boggling to think how fast that is compared yeah. to. And these guys are hitting these consistently. I know. I I I think about the guys. You know, the, the you know, they're throwing a hundred miles an hour, and you know, they probably don't. They they're probably staying in the hundred mile range for maybe four four innings before that that velocity slows, and then yep. the, the slower velocity is still. 97 miles an hour yeah it's like oh good i dropped down three miles an hour yeah. whoop you fuck it's do. like darn and uh, watching the guys even just like get a piece of the the ball you know it's like yeah. man you imagine how bad your fucking arms must hurt just after hitting three of those in your first few times yeah i think of all just the like the, the ringing that goes up your arms yeah all the pressure on your wrists and music yeah. you, you, you're squeezing the bat basically as hard as you can it's just it's just like oh. human nature and it's an oh and it's, there's something too about i think now it's too bad that mock isn't here because he could speak on a better 
but a metal no, bat no. versus a wooden bat make, making contact is, is a totally different sensation. Yes. Yes, 100%. And it, I, I would say, like, the, the vibration is more prevalent in the metal bat just because of what it is. But there's something about the, the wood bat that transfers the the pain differently. Yes. It's like, it doesn't have the a good frequency to reverberate at, so it just shreds the shit out of your arm. Right. It's like, hey, this basic rock that you're hitting, like you'd have to force this away with your own strength. Good luck. Um. Yeah, it's it's insane. And I tell you what, I went, this is kind of sort of related. It makes me think of uh, sports things that don't seem that athletic that take a fucking toll on you. Um, and one of them, I have a new appreciation of like in the last year is nascar as weird as that sounds so in wallingford you know that there's that uh like souped up uh go-kart place that does like 30 40 mile an hour go-karts yep try driving those for 45 minutes so where it puts on your body just moving around that fast yeah that's yeah, dude, I was sore the next day from driving. Yeah, it's something you don't think about, or you just like you you treat it with. I don't know, you take it for granted, I guess. Um, yeah, you're you're, you're driving like you, you kind of in a way you give yourself whiplash a little bit. You know, your 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 arms and shoulders are kind of locked in in place. It it's a lot, and imagine that doing that. In a bigger car, at a hundred and thirty miles faster. Yeah, it's fucking insane to think about. It just, oh, it's so weird. I I never would have thought that. I was like, oh, whatever. They're fucking driving around really fast. Sure, that takes good reaction time, but who cares? Nope. Yeah, and, and they're yeah, they're strapped in weird like i mean you're you're pretty much constricted like yep. I, I mean you see the videos of those guys and you know, they get they get the camera in the corner those guys aren't like moving around a, a lot like they're they're it's like an astronaut like they <laughs> they got all that gear on and they're yep. just trying to like they're just in this this body of a car that's all it really is there's no no frills it's um can i take you for a a real change of tone real quick yeah yeah. all right so on twitter the yesterday i fucking hate this game but fortnite Mm -hmm. you know fortnite oh yeah fortnite has these things called skins so you can put your player or your character in to look like different things yep i saw something on twitter the other day and they have recently added Dragon Ball Z characters to Fortnite. Okay. And I watched a 16-second clip where a guy dressed as Goku ran over and threw a lightsaber as a guy dressed as Deadpool. 
and my brain kind of melted a little bit because <laughs> these things were never meant to go together right and it, i i just don't have words for it it's not normal it's like this defies everything i've ever known and i don't like it <laughs> but it I hate this game. I wish it would die. I don't know who plays it anymore because the kids know. Like I said something to like a 12-year-old the other day and I was like, you guys still play Fortnite? And they're like, no. Right. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, talk about a game that like captured the world by storm in whatever year it was. We'll call it 2018 for argument's sake. Yeah, and, somewhere around there. And it was like the biggest thing for so long and then just kind of went away. So you want to know what the biggest this is how big it was. Star Wars announced their eighth movie villain through an event in Fortnite. Yeah, I, they revealed Emperor Palpatine coming back through a Fortnite event. Yeah, I mean, talk about a, a weird way to promote, but it's effective. Do you remember they had like uh, it was like uh, Travis Scott had like a concert on Fortnite? Did you know that Patrick Mahomes is now an avatar in Fortnite? I, you know, I saw that today and I just shook my head. But yes, I do remember the Travis Scott thing. It's just, it's so weird. There's been nothing, I mean, you, you could speak on it better, but I don't think I've ever in any video game, you know, platform, whatever, has there been the type of uh, hype strap? Yeah, just and so much in, involved. Fortnite, it, it was like its own universe. It is. And it's, I, I can tell you for a fact, so here's the fun thing. So, Fortnite is a uh, online battle royale mode. That's what the game type is, yep. generally. Um, Fortnite did not start out as that. Fortnite started out as a single-player game that added a battle royale mode, but it was a single play. Well, you could play online with friends, but you were you were supposed to be. Def it was Plants vs Zombies in three D. Mm -hmm. You were building a fortress, and you were trying to survive zombie waves coming at you. That was the game, and this online multiplayer mode, for whatever reason. Because Battle Royale games up until this point had not had a building aspect in them. Mm -hmm. It was literally you just run around, take cover behind whatever's there, and play the game. Very very Call of Duty-esque. Fortnite added the ability to build walls and shit. So all of a sudden, somebody who has the high ground on you, if you build right, does not have the high ground on you anymore. And you're able to pull some miraculous shit off. <laughs> and people were able to do very very creative but it turned the battle royale series on its head even today most battle royale games a la call of duty warzone do not have a building aspect to them fortnite is the only one that has kept that and it allowed epic games to essentially launch their brand epic had done games like gears of war from microsoft and everything like that as uh developers but they branched off into their own studio with the money that they made off Fortnite alone. 
and our combating Steam, who has who is the uh, who is a digital online platform to get PC games, and has had a hold on the market for near on two decades. And they built a platform to challenge them. And they started giving away games for free every month. And not shitty games that, like, some dude knocked off in an hour, like Flappy Bird or some shit. <laughs> like, actual games. Like, games you've heard of. Dark Souls was one of the games that they gave away. Um, I'm pretty sure that they ended up giving away Kingdom Hearts one day. Um, and that that's just the impact that one game has had billions of dollars from one game yeah nothing has ever touched that it's amazing and the what you mentioned a, a moment ago about and I, it, it wasn't the the initial run it was free right Fortnite, yes Fortnite was available to everyone Fortnite, Fortnite is still free you and, do not have to pay to play the game and, it is just off of microtransactions it's amazing and all the money earned from just merchandising add-ons you know it's yeah there's been nothing like it it it, i will be waiting till the next thing to to repeat that will be whatever will be i Uh, don't know that we'll ever see it because fortnite to this day remains very controversial a lot of people play it a lot of it was kids most people who are our age or a little bit younger maybe college age and stuff like that uh, played Fortnite for a little while. It became a little like sellout ish, and Epic had some questionable business practices at first. Like they said, we're going to buy the rights to games so that they only release through our service. Mm-hmm. If you want them, you have to come to us to buy them. And a lot of people didn't like that uh, because you have to go through uh, custom. Um, a custom uh, application to be able to even launch those games. Mm-hmm. People do not like that. Uh, and they're still practicing a lot of those ethics, and a lot of people support Fortnite for trying to shake up the monopoly. A lot of people still fucking hate them. Uh, the problem was good to an aspect because there are... it. Kendall, if you felt like it tomorrow, you could go develop an indie game and release it on Steam and five years ago, it didn't matter if it contained the KKK, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't matter if it contained nudity, it didn't matter, well, maybe child porn did, uh, but like really bad shit in there. Steam didn't curate anything. They just said, here, you want to publish it? Go ahead. Epic showing up for Steam's hand to start actually picking and choosing who they were going to let on their store because Epic started curating all their games that they were letting on their service. So it's good for the competition. I don't know that I'd ever personally use Epic, but it's it all started from a free add-on game mode that uh, yeah. no one expected to blow up. It's it's incredible. And, and like you $9 said... $9 billion in the last two years. Yeah, un- unheard of. And it, it, and you know, to everything you said, it, it it changed what was business as usual. You know, yes. that, that that doesn't happen. You know, the the practices and you know, in some some degree, the games are pretty much just all the same. Yeah, you know, it's th- this was the 
the the the powder keg, if you will, to kind of change the the scape forever. In a way that in a way that is pretty cool. All right, so here here's something very interesting that I didn't know was a thing because I haven't been on Fortnite since it was part of the actual Fortnite game. Um, apparently, there's a setup in uh, the actual game where you can board a cruise ship and chill out in your avatar watching the Dragon Ball Super anime. <laughs> Just in the game, chilling with other avatars, watching this. That's bonkers to me. The thing that impresses me the most, $9 billion in revenue, do you know how much they have to pay for the fucking licensing to get these people in this yeah, game? And this is not even like in the lobby, right? This is just like this yeah, is this is just an out. Here you go. <laughs> yeah, and I'm trying I'm trying wild. to see if I can find how much they cost. Uh how to unlock Goku skins. Goku's available. Blah, blah, blah. Two thousand V Bucks. I don't know how much that is. Uh, here, let's check. $20 for the Goku skins, and that's four skins, it looks like. And like Which, good. If, if you're a fan and kind of the regular yeah. consumer, absolutely you're doing that. If I, I have to admit, there's a lot of stuff that's come out that's made me be like, I kind of want to go play so I can do this, but I've held out. <laughs> Don't want to it, sell out. No, I don't, because I don't want to go experience this. Because it's hard to admit, I'm getting old enough where I'm starting to slow down at games and I can't think enough or think fast enough to process anymore. Like, I can't play Call of Duty anymore. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't played Call of Duty in a very, very long time. and it's just... But I'm too slow. I, I, yeah, no, I know I, exactly what you mean. It's uh, terrible. I tried to sit down and play the other day, and my cousin is like 19. He looked at me and is like, God, you used to be good. That cut me deep. That cut <laughs> me pretty deep. Because I remember sitting on my couch with him playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare like back in 2008. Yeah, man. And a lifetime ago yeah and he was like nine at the time Ah, <laughs> uh, that hurts to think about yeah well, you're absolutely right i mean and i'm thinking about i was i was slow back then i i mean i I'd, <laughs> I'd be geriatric today <laughs> i do remember in college and i do miss this where paul and i would continuously play bad and you would just be the commentator <laughs> i still do uh -huh. that <laughs> Nothing was more fun than that. I miss those days. Those were good days. Yeah. I uh, To go back. I don't think I could do it again. I think you get another year in you. You think so? You could do you could do one more year. Ugh, I don't know, man. Be pretty rough. <laughs> It'd be a hard adjustment going back, actually. Oh, my God. Just staying up as late as we used to. I know. The, the, that would be the hardest part. The lack of sleep and the, the, the just poor diet. I mean, look at me. I still have the poor diet. <laughs> you you eat pretty well. I, I, yeah. I, I see the, the meals you cook. 
I eat pretty well. You know, I'm gonna make some awesome buco tonight. But... Right, right. After you have to get off the air, you're gonna yeah. do some breathing. Go cook it up. <laughs> uh, um, there's one more thing I wanted to talk about before I got off at a real bad Fortnite tangent. I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, fuck. What was it? Uh, we talked about that. We talked about that. We talked about that. Oh, um, NFL awards early predictions. I wanted to do, and then we can do beer reviews. All right. So let's see. NFL honors. Who do you think is going to win MVP? My prediction is I think Josh Allen. I could see it, and I'd be very happy because I love Josh Allen. He's going to do something to make me hate him in the next couple of years, but I love Josh <laughs> Allen. I hope he stays uh, healthy. He's, he, he's, a, he's a cowboy out there. Yes, he is. He plays like Cam and Ben do. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who would I say would be MVP? Justin Herbert. Wow. Or Joe Burrow, one of the two. I've noticed recently a lot of, not hate, what I'm trying to say, a lot of doubt on the Chargers and Herbert. I, I, I don't really understand why. Because everybody hyped them up this much last year, too, and they didn't even make the playoffs. And they're in such a hard division that's only gotten better. Yeah, which is fair, but I just, it's not like they didn't show up. I mean, they were in all those games. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. They've gotten a little bit better, too. The problem is you have to play the Russell Wilson Broncos. You have to play the Patrick Mahomes Chiefs. And you have to play the new and improved or yeah. Las Vegas Raiders twice a year. That's eight of your games, or six of your games right there. Yeah. Uh, so it's... Fully loaded. Yes. is That is the hardest division in football, bar none, minus anything that happens this year. Uh, let's see. Offensive player of the year. Um, I'm going to go with... Justin Jefferson. I'm going to go with the other one. I'm going to go with Jamar Chase. Okay. And whatever one you picked, I was going to go with the other one. Yeah, I just they seem to be kind of like the, the trending upward receivers, and I think there's a lot of stock in them. I, yep. I, I kind of see both those guys having a, a big three to four years. Yes, and I think they're going to be really good for a while. I'll give you a sleeper pick for MVP. This is a real, real sleeper pick. Kirk Cousins. Hmm. I mean, he's Kevin O'Connell does very good with his play calling, and Kirk Cousins was doing a good job with fucking um, who's his play caller last year? Uh, shit, Vikings twenty twenty one. Uh, offensive coordinator. 
Come on. Offensive coordinator. There we go. Clint Kubiak. Oh, man. Yeah. Gary's son. So, yeah. yeah, he had Clint Kubiak uh, and uh, before he had Clint Kubiak, I'm pretty sure that he had Greg Roman. Some all star. No, he had Kevin Stefanski. I'm sorry. Uh, which, again, not a barn burner. Right. Uh, no, listen, I, Cousins is I really, consistent. I really think it's a sleeper, sleeper, sleeper pick. I wouldn't hate it. It would be kind of right. be kind of gross to hear out loud, but <laughs> your 2022 NFL MVP, Kirk <laughs> Cousins. Yeah, I feel itchy all of a sudden. You like that? <laughs> uh, just just thinking about it, like the offensive firepower that they have is on par with what the Rams have. You have Dalvin Cook at running back, which is the best running backs that we've had since Todd Gurley. Um. You have receivers in Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, a tight end in Irv Smith Jr., really good offensive line, and a pretty good defense left behind from Zimmer. Yeah, I mean, basically, Cousins just has to, you know, not be an ass. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, there are rumors that Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan both wanted him. So that should tell you something of, like, what if he plays in their system? Because... The system he played in Washington that got him paid was when Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay yeah, were both head right. or were both coordinators. They had their hand in the so, pot, right? So having Kirk Cousins move back to that system with an even more talented team in a division that's well, that's not true. That's going to say in a division that's not going to challenge you much. But you got the Packers and the Lions are going to be fucking evil this year. I know it. Yeah, but I think to, to to your point, I think that the the Vikings, you know, can contend. Yes, the Vikings are going to be a good team next year. And that pisses me the fuck off because <laughs> I hate Eric, my uh, my cousin in law, because he gets a little too testy during games. <laughs> uh, defensive player of the year. Um, I'm gonna go with uh. Oh my God! I can't remember his name now. Um, uh, Who's he play for? Commanders. Uh, oh, uh, Jesus Christ! Why is that so hard? Pass rusher. Ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Chase. No. Uh, God, this is embarrassing. Yeah, this is really bad. I can picture what he looks like uh, too. I can't too. Ninety-nine. I remember he's ninety-nine. Uh, Chase Young. Yes. I said Chase. Yes. I said Chase. Chase Young. All right. So that's your prediction? That's my prediction. Uh, I think he's coming back from injury too, right? Didn't, didn't he get hurt at the end of the year? Yes, he did. He tore his ACL, I think. Uh, <sighs> Nick Bosa. All right. As much as that literally pains me to say out loud, I think Nick Bosa puts up a DPOY year. I could see that. It's one um, of the few reasons I picked the 49ers defense. 
<laughs> it was really just for him. I really want Aaron to win one more. Just one more, and I'll never ask for it again. I don't <laughs> care if he ever wins another one. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. That is interesting. It's it's hard to consider because you had a lot of really talented receivers come out this year, or at least perceived. Yeah. Uh, but I have one specific one in mind that has stood out pretty heavily. Um, right, I'm going to go kind of Homer here. I'm going to go. I'm going to too. I'm going to go George Pickens. Yep. If he is as good at, if he is even half as good as what everybody is saying he is, he's going to run home with that award. Yeah, I've been impressed. I've only, truth be told, only seen one quarter of his preseason play, and uh, it was pretty impressive. I've seen highlights since. What's really sticking with me is just, I'm sure you've seen it, where pushing the defender to the ground yeah, just like what? What a physical being! Yeah, I just hope that translates into regular season play. It's going to be interesting to see for sure. Um, but knowing the Steelers, he's going to be the best receiver in the league for the next three years. <laughs> um, comeback player of the year. Man, who who got? I who? have four picks for this. I'm trying to think of and. Who. Three of them are running backs. Hmm. So what? Uh, let me see. What, I actually have five. What would it like to be considered? How much time do you have to miss? And if you come, if you come back the same, you, year, don't, have, you don't have to miss any time. You could have a really bad down year or something like that, and coming back still puts you in that contention. It's who people think made the biggest return, I guess. So, I mean, I guess, well, like, would Derrick Henry be considered for the amount of time? He's currently the number one in odds. That's who I'm going to say, then. So, a couple more that I think have a shot, probably rounding it out. Jameis Winston. Okay. J.K. Dobbins, Actually, who has potential to run crazy in that offense. Forgot all about him. Yep. Uh, McCaffrey, I don't think he wins it because I don't think the Panthers are that good. And he'll just get hurt again. And he'll just get hurt again. Um, and a fifth really big dark horse, he'll never win it, but this is the down year guy I'm talking about, Allen Robinson. Okay. I can see but that come, come back having like a really big year. Thousand yards, nine touchdowns, and I... Deep playoff run, probably going to get the award. Probably not, but who cares? Uh, defensive rookie of the year. That one's probably going to test you a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh... God, I got to think. Hmm. So I think it can be. One of two people. Uh, I think it's going to be either in Hutchinson from the Lions. Or if he's actually not as hurt as the media has made him out to be, the Bideau from the Giants. 
Okay. Those are the two that I think have a real strong chance. Who is the guy who went to the Jaguars? Uh, <laughs> uh, the kid from Georgia. Um, he kind of jumped. Trayvon the, Walker. Yeah, he jumped the gun, right? Like he was. It was kind of between him and Hutchinson. Yeah, it was Hutchinson for a long, long time, and then all of a sudden, Jaguars are like, "We want Trayvon Walker." Yeah, that that'll be my prediction. Okay. It's a good pick. I like it. Going to support Doug Mar- or not Doug Mar- Doug Marone? No, it's uh Doug Peterson. Doug Peterson. Wrong Doug. Uh let's see. Do a couple more and then we'll call it. Uh comeback player of the year. We already did that. We did that. Right. Uh coach of the year. Um I'll give it to I'll give it to McVeigh. I expect big things uh, from the Rams. You know, you, however it plays out with you know the Super Bowl or whatnot, I, I expect like a, another big year. Go for a repeat, baby. Um, I think it's one of three people, one of four people. <laughs> but I'll give you my my biggest prediction. I think it's Kevin O'Connell from the Vikings. I think it's Josh McDaniels from the Raiders. Wow. I think it's Kyle Shanahan. Or I think it's Mike McDaniel from the Dolphins. I think it's one of those four. All good picks. I'm and in in some ways it's guys in new spots. Yeah. Make an immediate impact. Yep. And if you notice, they're all prospects from really high ranked coaches. You have Shanahan who's been to like three Super Bowls, McVay who's been to two and one, one and Belichick. And that's it. That's yeah. the list. Yeah. Uh, some pretty influential coaches there. Um, I really, really expect if Tua plays well, I don't think the rest of it matters because I don't think there's anybody else here that's not going to play well. If Tua plays well, I think the Dolphins make at least the divisional round. Yeah, that that is a, a very interesting situation. Because I think Mike McDaniel is a genius. I think that's a McVay level hire. I have I have expectations for them. I, it, you know, the, the Patriots find a way to always hang around. Buffalo's on their upswing. Yep. They they are kind of the guys. Hey, remember us. We'll, so we'll yep. see if that kind of you know, you know, falls into fruition or you know what I mean. Yeah. Whatever I'm trying to say. I know what you mean. It's it's going to be a really fun year. I'm looking forward to the chaos. Kendall. Yes. You have any closing thoughts? Um, closing thoughts. Thoughts. I guess. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to you know football. Uh, enjoy your fantasy football drafts if you uh, haven't participated already, because we sure did. I mean, I, I would do it again just for the hell of it. Yeah, it was pretty fun. We're probably going to do one on the show either next week or the week after. Yeah, hopefully we get everyone. You know, 
on air in studio, however it plays out. You know, past couple weeks been crazy. I hope Mike Mock isn't there because I want to draft his team for him. Because <laughs> it will not be nice. He will not let that happen. How about we don't tell him? Um, but yeah, it, enjoy your fantasy drafts. Like Kendall said, tis the year to be jolly because your team is probably going to do some good stuff. There you go. Unless you're the Browns, fuck you. Right. I like that positive thinking otherwise, though. Yeah. It's going to be a good year. Um, so, Kendall. Yes. How was your beer? All right. So, I had, as I mentioned to start the show, the Bud Light Next, which is their, I guess, answer to the low-calorie beer game. Zero carbs, 80 calories, uh, 4% ABV. Now, it tastes different than a normal Bud Light. And the only thing I could equate it to is, I don't know if you have ever had a Sierra Nevada before. Ah, it tastes like Zima. Got it. (laughs) There's something about it that it has an aftertaste that I only really recognize when when drinking the Sierra Nevadas. Interesting. It it does not have the same... Bud Light is pretty... Pretty bare minimum. It's it's rice, barley, water. That's pretty much okay. as simple as it goes. I mean, this has to be a similar recipe, yet it tastes totally different. Um, hold on. I don't know if one of the properties to make it less less carbs, they omit something. And it, it doesn't say anything in the can. It just says zero carbs. Super crisp light beer. There's no description whatsoever. It was it was fine. I I, I would get this again. Uh, I'm not super big on the oh I I got to drink healthy beers because that's it's not exactly what it's about. Um, <laughs> like if you if you want to be healthy, then don't drink beer. That's 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 the bottom line. Uh, but I would for a beer like this, I would give it four point eight to five stars. I was kind of impressed in a lot of ways uh i don't know that, all right i got these for free so i don't know how, how they come i imagine they come in six packs exclusively uh but Bud light next they're the tall the, uh, um, the narrow cans rather they're still the normal you know 12 ounce but they're the skinny cans looks like they range anywhere from eight dollars to ten dollars for a six pack, which is yeah, reasonable. I mean, six packs are it's, no matter what's a rip off. It's 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 the worst way to buy a beer. Yeah, unfortunately, some yeah only come that way, but it's how it is. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I had a super duper double citra. Shout out to Souls from Kawasaki Brewery. Shout out to Souls. Um. Hey, Kendall, where's Thomas Hooker again? Oh, my God. I know it, too. They're just outside Hartford, right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where are Dense they? Orange. Uh, where's what? Thomas Hooker. Oh. Um, Bloomfield. There we go. I was blanking super hard. I'm sorry. Um, 
No, you're good. Been there a couple times. Uh, dense orange, hazy color. Uh, very heavy on the citrus flavors, which I love. Uh, very peppery, very very spicy on the initial sip. Uh, finishes with some good uh, some good mango and pineapple down there. It's an awesome. Beer. Uh, it is very 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 citrusy hops. Uh, good medium body. It's 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 a really really good double IPA. Years ago, we did like we ranked. And you guys should. We ranked our Connecticut beers. We should revisit some stuff and see and see, especially where yeah, they, we should. where that lands. We'll have to pick yeah. a day where we. I'll can see if that. I can go find. Uh, see if I can go find episode and see if I can listen to it. Yeah, and uh, we'll, we'll have to pick a day where we can sit down and actually drink a bunch of craft beers and just kind of chill out for a while because we'll need to. But to, to really get up, there's one thing. It's it's tough to go week to week and remember. Ah, oh, we can do we can do live rankings. Perfect. Just go out to the liquor store and buy six packs, custom be, six packs. That'd be funny. Just drink them inside the liquor that's store. A, that's a good day. That's a good day. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be down to try that. Add it to the list of things we need to do. Yeah, still need to finish your fucking bocce movie. Hey, I've been working on it. I gotta. Yeah, I know you haven't. I have. I gotta. I gotta trim it down. I know. I got a lot of scripts started. What are you turning down? What What it is? I read that a script, like, let's say, like a, a comedy script, should only be. I, the number is escaping me now. I think it's ninety pages. I'm uh, I'm past that, and I'm not anywhere close to being like to a point where the story can come to a conclusion. So I got I got to find a way to neaten it up. Okay, so you're not writing a skit; you're writing a book. <laughs> no, it's 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 a movie. You're writing you're writing a bocce book. It's it's written in script form. I can't I can't change it now. I'm too invested. Uh. No, no, it'll 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 get changed. You're gonna release it as a book. It's gonna become a New York Times bestseller. Well, I love that optimism. I, I can only hope for it to be that successful. Kendall, have you Kendall, have you seen the shit that gets on the New York Times bestseller list? I it's all all garbage. Everything in in the public domain is garbage. I just right. Wanna, so exactly. So you'll be fine. I want to be part of that garbage. <laughs> hey, Kendall. Yes. Did you know that they can find us at Facebook at Getting Sports with Drunk and Twitter and Instagram at GSWD underscore four? I did know that. Use the hashtag GSWD, whether it's drinking a disguised Bud Light or uh, finding out that the Ram Super Ring has a removable top. Did you know that they can also like, comment, and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Spotify? I did know that. Anywhere you get your well, radio and podcast, we are there. So, listeners, you should go do all that. Yes. And uh, you can listen well, to us on PPR. What's on the PPR and radio? We, we are part of the PPR and family, uh, where the Peter Pino show is the flagship show on the network, Wednesdays at 7 30. Uh, whenever there's not shows on. Live music, you know, the music is playing all the time. When we go off the air, the music will kick back on and be playing. 
Uh, every other Saturday is Mixtape Saturday. Uh, Pete and a bunch of uh, DJs affiliated with the network, they put on a great show. It runs like six to eight hours. It's it's incredible. Uh, I heard Dan Reeves was guest starring this week. Who? Dan Reeves. Oh, yeah. D- Dan Reeves is never coming. <laughs> that guy is never showing up. Uh <laughs> But yeah, it's 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 awesome, and uh, so stay tuned for the lineup for that. And uh, yeah, and then there's us, there's us. We're we're live on the network, uh, eight o'clock ish, and we run till ten o'clock ish. So yeah, we're a lot of fun. You should come listen to us every yeah. week. Even in listen, me and Mass. We're, we're you and I are starting to move into the eighteen, my friend. Hey, there we go. I'm I'm for it. It's a good time <laughs> every time. Exactly. Always a good show. But that's it. We got nothing yeah. else for you. Yeah, it's a good week. We'll see you, lovely listeners, next week. Yes, and uh, until next time, he is the Master Massey, and I am the Red of a Red Baron. Yeah.